favorite podcasting device. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Doing how good, about man. you, Mike? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's good to see you guys. Good stuff. Mike, what do you got? What do you got going tonight? Yeah, so we'll start off with the, the beer I got tonight. And uh, and I'm keeping it uh, simple. Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet uh, is what I found in my fridge. My buddy Rob dropped me off a case of this. So cheers to him. And it's a nice, uh, refreshing beer that you can pretty much drink anytime. What about you guys? I'm actually... Uh... I'm taking the night off of beer. I uh, decided to go to my go-to drink, uh, just a couple tonight, uh, the Crown Royal and Ginger Ale. Probably the best whiskey there is out there. And um, yeah, can't have too many. Got an early morning tomorrow. So we'll keep it simple, have a few drinks and talk some sports. Govic, what are you drinking tonight? Well, uh, being on the diet that I'm on, I went away from the beer and got into the Grey Goose and Lemon Water. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, for vodka, Grey Goose is probably, you know, one of the one of the better ones, uh, depending who you are. I know some people prefer Smirnoff, not my thing. Uh, pretty good, pretty good mix, pretty good mix. Nice and light. A little bit of lemon inside. Yeah, so we should just say, too, that it's uh, Thursday night. We're uh, watching the Canucks game here, and um, we're definitely not going to – none of us are going to be drinking too much here tonight, just sipping on a casual drink, talking some sports. Yeah, what do you think uh, the game so far? We're just mid midway through the second period now. It's a uh, 1-0 lead for the Oilers. Um, Demko, wow, looks great. Demko looks like bubble Demko. Yeah, he's he's definitely keeping us in this game. Uh, it could have been out of hand by now. We're only down a goal. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he's just been unreal. Looks like himself uh, in the, bu the bubble for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's been the, the top story for sure in this game. Um, Canucks just, did you guys just see that replay that uh, we're in the second period here and they were about a millimeter away from, from a goal. The puck looked like it crossed the line to me from the quick angle that I saw, but um, it's always fun watching watching the Oilers play the Canucks. Yeah, and we should give a yeah, shout yeah. out to uh, Brock Besser. It's his 24th birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy. I'm, ha I'm having a beer for you, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> 24. 24. Oh, that was a good year. That was a good year. That was. All right, mm -hmm. so... Uh, Today, the Twitter world was buzzing with uh, all this Russell Wilson's news. Ooh, big one. Big one. As uh, as being as, as big of fans of the Seahawks as you are, what do you two think about that? We'll start, like with you wanna start with Ty. Start with Ty. Start with Ty. <laughs> I want to hear Ty. Uh, well, first, I'll just kind of talk about uh, Right, give us some yeah, give us some background on what exactly was tweeted and what's going on, so some people don't know they know now. Yeah, we we touched on it last episode. Um, just an, an interview Russell did about his status in Seattle, um, you know, and where the future of the team is. He wants to win now. 
and there's been a lot of uncertainty with you know what he uh, what he wants to do. Everyone's been speculating, but today uh, a reporter in Seattle broke a story that his camp actually came to the Seahawks demanding a trade, which was crazy news to hear. I sent it to you guys. Couldn't believe it. It's the first thing we've seen where it was, you know, a substantial trade request. Like, did not think that would happen. So not long after that, another uh, source, which is Adam Schefter, he's, he's my guy for football. He, he knows all his stuff. He talks to all the GMs. He's in the know. So he tweets that according to Russell's agent, he did not request a trade. And he wants to stay in Seattle, wants to finish his career in Seattle. But that if he were to be traded, here's the four teams Russ would go to. <laughs> uh, one being Chicago, uh, Vegas, Miami, New Orleans. So that's kind of a mixed message. And coming from Russ's agent, it just it's not a good look for, for how Russell's feeling about the situation. You know, you think... He'd come out and say, I want to be in Seattle. I'm going to stay in Seattle. I want to finish my career here. But he went through his agent and his agent released a statement. It's just, it's crazy to hear. I, I still don't think it'll happen, but it's just adding more fuel to the fire. But yeah, what do you think about this uh, situation? Think he's going to stay? Think he's going to go? No, I think he's going to stay for sure. I think that uh, like the, the first story that you broke this morning was that, um, that he wants to be traded and these are the teams that he's willing to go to. And then his, his manager cleared up, said he does not want to be traded, but these are the teams that he would be willing to go to. And then like, when you look into it, he has a no trade clause and he has a contract till the end of 2023. And, you know, I think he's just, they're frustrated. There's something going on there that we just don't know about. People are saying that he's frustrated because he wants to sort of, I guess, run the offense or or have more input on how the offense is run. Um, But I don't think that he has an option to be traded or not, to be honest with you. Like maybe it's a negotiating tactic uh, used by uh, Russell's agent. This is how we're going to get you more money or this is how we're going to get you a new deal before the old deal expires kind of thing. But that's yeah. what I sort of see. Dude, I don't see too much. I don't think that that Russ is going to be playing for another team come come uh, August, September of this year. Yeah, well, he still has four years left on this deal, though. Yeah, no, it's a long ways to go. So why and... would that be a negotiating contract now? What do you think that they would uh, renew early? They might if they can get a deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if I guess if Russ is going to say he's not going to play, which would be stupid, he's going to put he's he's got to be to to not play for four years. He could just sit on the bench. I mean, the problem with the NFL and NFL players is the NFL teams hold the cards. Like it doesn't really matter how long your contract is for; they can cut you at any time they feel like it. Yeah, you know so. I mean, there. I, th- I think it's just a negotiating tactic by Russell Wilson's um, um, uh, manager or agent. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily behind it, 
I think the agents probably talked them into like being like, oh, let's let's try this. So you say this, and we'll try to get you the best deal. Same thing happened with uh, Earl Thomas. You know, same thing happened with Cam Chancellor, and we all saw how all that worked out. Yeah, but those were those were different situations. They were they were needing a new deal. Yeah, exactly. Or they were on their last year of their deal. I mean, yeah, I'm not. You know, the thing is, we don't know exactly, but we don't know what uh, what is it that Russ wants. You know, like that hasn't come out yet. Like, is it you know he wants more protection, like I think that he wants, or is it that he wants to be in charge of the offense? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I know so that you, you kind of hit it right there. So, uh, from what I've read, he wants a lot more control and more say in the offense. Yes. He wants, so, well, he wants more decision making. He wants to be, he wants to have a lot more control at the line of scrimmage. Um, and you, as the quarterback, have that control. You can change any play, but you got to be, you got to, you, you're responsible he, for that. He for can, that but within the system. So. As you know, our, our offensive coordinator, um, I think they said they mutually parted ways at the end of last year, Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded like there was, some, there was some friction at the end of the year based on Pete's philosophy. You know, he's, he's run on first and second down. Hopefully you have a short and manageable third down and go from there. Russell and Schottenheimer... You saw the first six games of last year. They were they were unreal. Let Russ cook, right? That's what everyone was talking about. MVP talks kind of fell off the map, and I think that's uh, where a lot of the the frustration started. Was was that that switch? The offense just couldn't do anything. I remember how frustrated we were. Yeah, it was frustrating. But was it because we stopped letting Russ cook? Like we stopped letting Russ do his thing, uh, or was it because just that's you know, they figured it out. Other teams figured it out, you know, a little bit, a little bit that way. Um, even when he was putting up those big numbers, I think you'll remember there was that stretch. We lost that shootout to Arizona. I think it was, yeah. I want to say week six or week seven or something like Russ had a crazy game, but he turned the ball over a bunch. So the report I read today was after that Arizona game, Pete did not like all the turnovers Pete's all about not turning the ball over. And like I was saying, run the ball, control the clock. Don't turn the ball over. And after that game, apparently Russ had a meeting with all the offensive coaches, including Carroll said he didn't really like where the offense was going. Uh, He wants more control, wants more say in the personnel play calling, all of that stuff. And it led to a heated exchange and Russell storming out of the coaches room. And according to so uncharacteristic of, of him though, the, right? the, to hear this stuff, like he's uh this, this guy is a really good source. He's the one who sent He's the first tweet I sent you, Mike, yeah. uh, Mike Duggar, I believe his name is. He's a local Seattle reporter. Yeah. And that's, that's what set the, like I said, the Twitter universe on fire this morning. Um, every person in NFL media was, was going after this article. And it's like crazy to hear. And apparently um, that is where the fracture to, started to build with, with Pete and Russ. And this is all according to these reports. We don't actually obviously know what's, what's completely going on, but this that, is what they're saying is leading to all this. That story about him, you know, leaving the meeting and everything. 
and then he was upset was uh was plastered everywhere like i was at work and i was working um i think i was on a call with the customer and and i get little notifications on my computer and and that popped up that that russ wilson uh you know leaves the table during the coach during talks with seattle seahawks and there's turmoil and blah 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 i'm like like what's going on here i mean i think that i think that i mean again we don't know exactly what russ wants right so it's hard for us to be like oh yeah yeah he's in the right or he's in the wrong who knows i i'm not too sure so we need to know what russ wants to make a a good uh you know good comment on it and um I think a lot of it might come from Brady. So Tom Brady, when he went to to uh, to the Bucks, you know, they were asking uh, the head coach there is Bruce Arians, right? Mm-hmm. They're asking like, how how do you manage, you know, Tom? Like, what do you, like? What do you? How do you coach Tom? And he's just basically he said, you let Tom be Tom, and he does what he wants with the offense. He basically runs that offense, from what I understand from yeah. from the comments that were made. So maybe Russ is taking that like, oh, I feel like, you know, I know these players. I run with these players on the offseason. You know, I know what we're like and where we're good and blah, blah, blah. And maybe, you know, he maybe he's right. Maybe he should run it more. You know, maybe you don't even need an offensive coordinator. Maybe you just need go back to the old style. Where you have Holmgren run the offense, you know? Yeah. I think another thing uh, with this is Russ wants to win. He knows he's getting he's not old by any means for a QB, but he's getting older. He knows he's got a window. Tom Brady's playing until well, he's 43 right now. They're in negotiations I mean, too. I mean, that doesn't happen for everybody. So Russ is in the prime of his career right now. He wants to win. He's tired of getting to the playoffs and getting bounced. Yeah, and you know, remember if you go back to his like first couple of years – listening to him in press conferences and stuff. He said his goals pretty high. He said, you know, he wants to win six championships. This was back when Brady had like four, right? Yep. And uh, not knowing Brady was going to have seven today. Yep. But uh, those are uh, those are some big uh, some big goals that you want to fulfill. Now, if, if your goal was to be the, the number one Super Bowl champion and have the most Super Bowl rings in, fo- in football history, you know, you have to win eight and that's still with Brady in the league, right? So you're going to need to go on some uh, terror here. Brady started winning his first year as a starter. So it was like, boom, boom, two were off the bat. You know, Russ was on that path. He was second year Super Bowl champion, third year at the big game. And then we've been sort of stagnant since then. And uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's not just on one player. It's a whole team game. And Sure. Uh, so that's why they got to be careful with this and, knowing what Pete and John have done in the past for situations, not like this, but similar to this in terms of contracts, like you were saying, um, it's going to be interesting because I can see them, you know, holding, holding firm and potentially make it a big move. If someone called with an offer, they couldn't refuse. I don't think that they're going to make a deal, man. I think that, uh, I think you're right. They're going to, they're going to hold firm. And I mean, Russ can take it how he wants. He can be pissed off because he didn't get his way, or he can just, you know, be a professional about it and, and get back at it. Again, yeah. we don't understand what the hell he wants here. You know, yeah, if no. it's if it's an O line, yeah, I'm all for you, Russ. I back, for I sure. bet you're back. For sure. But if it's like you just you just want five million bucks more a year, 
no man you got a deal till 2023 you agreed to that deal play it out that's the way i feel about it yeah yeah i don't think it's about money i think it's more about control of the offense and about his desire to win now tired of like i said we've had we have decent or really good regular seasons and get bounced early in the playoffs in games that we i feel like we should win yeah i think that too um you know one, one thing you mentioned to me ty this you know, in the recent, since Brady won the last championship and, and me and you always. Okay. I got to pause you for one second. Okay. It's better not turn into a Brady love fest. It's going to turn into one. Oh God. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a topic for another podcast. He's the, he's the goat guys. He's are you goat. pausing me right now? Or are we still goat, going? Goat. I, I didn't. Pause well, all I was going to say is, is you but, said the comment to me is that Brady, for whatever reason, has the ability to, to, to get, his team or his players, his offense and defense to play for him at a high level where that's the most important thing. I think in football, like Brady's not the best at any single aspect of the game. I don't think, but the fact just the one thing that he does do is he heightens everyone's level of play. And that is why they, they win Super Bowls. And that's what Russ needs to do. And he yeah. does that to an extent. They also extent. played in hold, hold the worst on, division on, in football on. for 10 hold, years. Like I said, this is another podcast topic. Hold, because, hold on. Hold on. Because we worst can't di- no, 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 anything no, no, right no, now. No, 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 no. Worst division in football, nothing. He is the best, and and that's why he's the best. He went from New England, he went to Tampa, and he won again. And that that's something that Russell isn't. He just He's not Brady. Russell's good at what he does. I'm not saying he's not. He's got a Super Bowl ring. But he's not Brady. So I'm it's sorry. that leadership. Remember when when Brady was was golfing with Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, and uh, Phil Mickelson, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing, dude?" And as he was like, he was this last year, and he was stretching. He was doing all these exercises before. And he's like, "I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, man." Like he's focused a hundred and ten percent. All he eats nothing but like a strict diet. Him and his wife, like he doesn't cheat at all. You know, like you know what is, is like, you know what is uh, laser being focused on when you know what his dessert cheat day is? Giselle. You know what he has? <laughs> <laughs> no, what? it's avocado ice cream. See? Yeah, I'm telling you, this guy, Russ isn't like that. If Russ <laughs> okay, was well, like that, he'd be 160 you're, pounds. You're uh you really love the guy. I know you will enjoy um I got Dan, a good friend of ours this book for his birthday last year it's called the tom brady method it's all about his diet his training his mindset you'd really enjoy it i know it about up. it I know have you read it, it? A, you, do you have it no i just i just what i've seen game changers and i I've, I've done this watched a bunch of documentaries on youtube about him but uh i know how focused he is and that's all he thinks about you know he's not worried about um going to Metropolitan Grill after games and stuff like that. You know, little things that could tweak Russ's, uh, Russ's focus here. Okay, before we get off, uh, off track here, I just want to read uh, one tweet from today. It's from Dave Mahler. He's a radio guy from KJR down in Seattle. Is he a fan and of the show? Hopefully soon. Soon to be a fan of the show. Um, so this tweet... I'll read it to you guys. I think it sums it up perfectly. Um, So he goes to say, this Wilson situation is no longer media driven or a non-story. Either he's totally in or he isn't. And by allowing his agent to speak about teams he'd be interested in playing for, he's clearly not totally in. That's a 180 degree turn for him. He's fueling this, period. 
And I totally agree. I disagree. I disagree. I agree with that. I think I think it's his agent. I don't think it's Russ. I think it's his agent. Yeah, but he could come out and put a stop to it if it was his agent. He's not. Russ is still fairly young, and he is. I mean, his agent. He's a. He's a a businessman now. On his first on his first big contract that he signed, his agent was going to hold. Russ was getting paid, I think, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, and he's a Super Bowl champion. And his agent was saying, was trying to hold out. They offered him, I think, $20 million a year for a four-year deal. And his agent's like, no, we want more. And he still had another deal left on his contract. And it took Mike Holmgren to pipe in and say, Russ, don't be stupid. Don't listen to this agent. Take the $20 million next year. Because if you don't, that's $20 million you're never going to have. Mike Holmgren yep. should be Russell Wilson's agent. Uh, he tried to be the GM of the Browns and he failed miserably. Yeah, because he's because he's on the player's side. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's leave that story for now. I'm sure next week we'll have uh, hopefully nothing major to report about it because I'd love to see him stay in Seattle and finish his career in Seattle. Yeah, hopefully so. there's more details come out about like you know what it really is that Russ wants. And uh, where the Seahawks are at, and like what's going on there, because it it just seems to be like a story that none of us Seahawks fans really want to hear about right now. Well, I want to hear about it, but anyways, sorry. I I don't want to be hearing about losing Russell Wilson. Do you die? Life goes on. No, but it's true. Life does go on, and it will go on. But I mean, I think he's he's got potential, man, to be one of the greats. Well, he's not going to be Brady, so don't worry about it. Uh, he's got potential. You guys know. You guys. You guys want to know something? When you put your your finger in a glass of water, okay. When you pull out your finger, is there a hole left? No, there's not. Everybody's replaceable. Is is the, the metaphor I'm trying to get at? Somebody's going to rush in and take that place. Okay, take that spot. Maybe they draft a Brady. You never know. That's true, but if you dip your finger in that glass of water over and over again, eventually it'll be empty. That's deep. <laughs> you guys sound like Scott Rentoul on intermission. <laughs> right. And then you, you end up with a hog badger or whatever. Uh, honey honey badger. Yeah. And a wolverine. Oh, it's a wolf, yeah. yeah. And he was talking about the te- the the legs and the muscles of a wolverine. I was like, yeah, that uh, was wild. Oh, that was that unreal. was wild. So yeah, switching gears, still talking about football here. There's another situation going on in Houston with another star quarterback, which is crazy. Deshaun Watson. You guys heard about that? Yes, I saw something yeah. about that on Twitter today. So they fired their coach uh, right after the season ended. Deshaun Watson was really unhappy with how things went. He wanted to be included in the hiring process, or at least on the same page as whoever they were planning on hiring in that process after they fired their last coach. So the Texans go out and hire a new coach without talking to Deshaun Watson after apparently they told him they were going to include him. He then goes on a a rant about how he doesn't want to play for them. He's not going to play for them. He demands a trade. 
Houston's ownership came out and denied all of that, said he's he's a Texan, everything's fine, he's always going to be a Texan, he's not going anywhere. So they hire the new coach. Today, Deshaun Watson met with the new coach for the first time, and Deshaun Watson straight up told him, I'm not playing for you, and I'm not going to be playing for the Houston Texans next year. And he's holding firm on his trade request. So, so tell me this, tell me this. Yep. Would you want him on your team after that move? I, I wouldn't. Yeah, probably not. No, I wouldn't. Why would you want that on your team? If you have a guy that doesn't want to be there, yeah, I, I wouldn't. But it's it's going to set whatever happens in the situation. And, and even after this interview today, where he straight up told the new coach, I'm not going to play for you. I still want to trade. Nothing's changed. It sounds like he's planning on holding out. And it, I, I don't know where it's going to go from here. But it could crazy, yeah. it start a crazy precedent. I mean, what happens in the NBA, for example, superstars demand a okay, trade, okay. and it seems and, to happen. No, what I'm saying, NFL is a lot N- different. No, no, NFL is a lot different because you can cut their contract for sure. Right but there. if they end up, say, you know, giving in, it's going to create, I think, set a precedent and create a, a future issue down the road for teams saying it, it can happen. Because, like you guys said. It, uh, it doesn't happen in the NFL. The owners hold all the cards. I think that, uh, well, that's true to an extent. However, the owners don't want to be like, if Deshaun Watson, he's still under contract, right? Yep. Yeah, so they're going to pay him, even to sit him. If they cut him, someone's going to pick him up. So do you want to give away this asset for nothing? If he that's doesn't a, show up, a... they fine him. They don't pay him. Really? Or So say like the start of then sit your ass on the pine, boy. Who gives a shit? I can't believe this crap. I didn't like, well, I look back, I think back to, um, to uh, who the hell was it? Elway. I, I, I hated that whole story when Elway was drafted and he refused to play for, um, what team was it? The Raiders, I think it was. I, 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 I do remember. Was. He was remember. drafted. And he refuses to, to play for the team that he's drafted for, holding out, holding out, holding out. All the fans for the team that had drafted him first overall pick in the NFL are super happy. And this guy is saying, no, I'm going to go play baseball. Forget you, blah, blah, blah. So they traded him to Denver. And he did well yeah. in Denver. But, I mean, it just makes me sick. Like, play the game, man. If you, if you want to be in there, play the game. Yeah, it was the Colts. Colts drafted him? Yeah. No, Peyton Manning, you're a saint. <laughs> you brought some some love and excitement back to that town. And it, just, it makes me sick every time I see him on uh, the network, too, like just sitting there with his rings on, talking football. Like, dude, you're not – I don't know. I don't feel like he should be – have a, a spot in history of the game. And it's crazy that the, the quarterback position is – is so rare. There's 32, 32 spots in the world being NFL QB. And you have, you have one that's essentially refusing to take one of those spots for a certain team. It's unheard of. Well, if the, I mean, if the NFL, I mean, I don't know, you know, I've been a fan of the NFL for quite a long time, about 20 years, like into it. And I'm telling you, man, almost every year, almost every week, I learned something new about the game, like a new rule or a new whatever. So, I mean, I could be wrong here, 
but if they, I think that the coach or the team, the management holds most of the cards. Yeah. And they could, they could screw you over. But again, at the end of the day, they're going to want to get something for that asset. And it's just going to sit there and do nothing. I mean, you could be a dick and be like, yeah, sit there, do nothing. <laughs> you know, you're going to be four years older down the road. And then it's who, who's going to want you. Right. Or you could, you know, you know, be, be the, the nice guy, take a bit of a loss and, and move them. And get yeah. Remember, remember Le'Veon Bell? It was it was different. It was contract related, but he lost a whole year of his career because yeah. he wanted an extension or he wanted he didn't want to sign his franchise tag. And honestly, the year after that, he came back, not the same player. So a lot of these guys don't realize that they're not. It's not it's football is the ultimate team game. They're not just one player. Like and QB's I, important job, but you can have the best QB in the world. He ain't gonna do shit for you. You know, you have the most athletic. You can have the guy that throws the farthest. It's about leadership and uh, playing for one another and doing your job. And everyone's got to do your job. You got to have the guys blocking in front of you to throw the ball. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. It's a lot that goes into it. It's, uh, holding out and demanding trades is pretty stupid. You should be grateful that you get to play football for a living. Yeah, but and these make, guys, these make guys millions not, of dollars. They're not grateful. That's the thing. They're not. Some are. Some are humble. Some are great. Well, it sounds yeah. to me like some of them, some feel uh, entitled. They're worse than middle. Yeah, well, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy few weeks. Uh, the the calendar year for the NFL starts, I believe, the beginning of March. So next week. What happens if uh, can can uh, Houston franchise franchise tag him? No, he still he just signed a big deal similar to Russell uh, a year and a half ago. He's with, under contract with them. with Houston. Yes. And now he's all upset because he sucked last year. There's apparently there's some, there's some issues in the organization, but. Yeah. There, either there's way. Issue, there's issues he, with him. Clearly. There's. He's getting, he's, he's one of the highest paid after that contract he signed. And yeah, there's no excuse for it. I don't think he honor your contracts and. Do your job. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know, man. I love the stories where the guys turn nothing into something like Russ. Russ turned nothing into something. And I hate to see it go to his head and think that he's whatever. He knows more than Pete Carroll does about football. It has a little bit. It has a little it bit. It has, of course it has. He hears you know, about Brady. It could be, it could be his wife, oh, hold on. His wife he, chirping in his head, too, about, uh, you know, you deserve more. You should do this, blah, blah, blah. You should be treated like Brady. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He, he's comparing himself to Brady. He, the, you can't. You can't. I blame Sierra. 100%. And that hey, lifestyle. What about he's, his divorce? How come no one, nobody in the media talks about that? That poor girl, huh? Yeah. How about, how about that picture when he got drafted? Right? That was the rough. I mean, I remember going up, going to the Super Bowl. They were together the whole time up until like two weeks before the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden they're getting divorced. He's humble. He announces, he's humble. Hard he announces it and then mentions it, mentions it again. Like, I can't believe it. That's when he was a good guy. The good guy brand was then. Now you guys, you're with you're with Sierra. Come on. You guys see all the photo shoots. All the, the all the magazine on social media. That's that interview he was doing where they asked him about that. It was promoting that that cover, I believe. 
that was being released. So, yeah, he seems really focused on that part of his, his life right now. But this could all be stemming from that, just his comment saying that it's up to Seattle if they keep me or not. And I don't think there's much to read into that. Yeah, but there's been a lot of other things that have come out since then. But like I say, the, uh, the, NA, the NFL season starts next week where it's going to get real interesting. Looking forward to seeing what happens around the league. I always am with, with free agent signings and, and so on. But hopefully we're not going to have anything major to report about Russell leaving the Seahawks in the next few weeks. I'd so. be surprised, but yeah. So yeah. why don't we uh, why don't we switch gears here and uh, jump into something else here? I just want to ask you guys what you think about Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, and uh, and I heard uh, Pittsburgh was asking him to come back for one more year at least. And uh, the I was listening to to a radio show last night. The fans I heard were pretty pissed about this, whereas uh, I guess the the fans of opposing teams are pretty happy about it. What, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Well, if you asked me uh, to bring Bray back for one year this year, I'd be like, yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd love to see the Russian rocket, maybe for a game, you know, yeah. just to see. And if he, if he proves himself in that game, you know, settle up, partner. I don't know. I mean, like we talked about earlier, you've got 32 positions in the world for quarterback. And you want to give yours to him? Ben Roethlisberger started off the year, what? Um, what was it? 10 and 0 or something like that? Ridiculous. It was a crazy. Uh, yeah, but that was more, run. more of a reflection of the team, especially the defense and their sure. weak schedule. But yes, he, he still did. I, I personally think he should, he should call it a career. He's so yeah. beat up and. Yeah, he's he's in I, rough. I don't shape. think he can get it done uh, come playoff time. He's got two Super Bowls, right? Yes, one against one us. against us. Yeah. So that, but that was 2005. So he's been in the league yeah, he's almost as long as Brady has. Hey. Oh yeah, he's Brady. Been, he's been around Brady uh, started as a starter in 2000 or 2001. Yeah, right? he wasn't even a starter. He came in mid-season when uh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Yeah, and he just ran the table. You know he should crazy? have been knocked out the first round of that playoffs. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> and have, they created a no, they no, created a rule no. because of him. What do you mean no? It's no, called the he, tuck rule. It's it's they, look it up. They should have. He should have won that. It's just it's it's the way it was supposed to be. Okay. Oh God. I can't. I can't. I can't. Brady's another podcast. He's great. Okay. I, look, I look forward to it. We could have a whole just like podcast on Tom Brady. I, I might get damn good looking. for me and skip that one. He's good looking. He's a winner. Everybody likes him. He's he's the greatest of all time. Like everyone does not like him. He's, he's got a great looking wife too. He's got a great looking wife. Ty, you like him too on the inside. You just don't want to show us. No, I do not. You know the problem with Ty is he's been arguing with me about Tom Brady's greatness for years and how much he hates him. And he can't, he couldn't fathom giving him a, an ounce of credit. No, that's not true. So as the history, as history, in, in history books, okay. In the history books, who's better to you than Brady? Ty? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm laughing too, because there isn't anybody. So Tom, well, no. Tom, I'm holding back say, for he... another 
podcast. Okay. No, he, answer, I, I answer that. We'll go to a break. Answer that. I can. We'll I can answer break. that. I can answer that question. No, no, I, I, no, no. I don't want to hear your Joe Montana. I want to hear. Yeah, what it's Joe Montana. I don't want to hear Joe Montana. I want to hear what Ty says. I want to hear what Ty you can says. ask Joe Montana. Joe Montana says. Uh, you know, what do you think about Tom Brady being in 10 Super Bowls and winning six? Joe Montana says, I don't know. I've never lost one. Yeah. You know, what he, also, you know what he also debunked was the whole Rudy thing. <laughs> he said that Rudy, he was a freshman that year, and he said that Rudy was nothing but a pain in the ass at Notre Dame. They carried him off. If they, uh, He says that all those guys that carried him off the field, like in the movie, you know how it depicts it? Are you yeah. talking about uh, Matt Damon? What? No. Matt Damon <laughs> did not play Rudy. Oh, Rudy. who played Rudy? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's pretty funny. <laughs> he's, he's, great he's movie. Been, great movie, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a great story. But apparently in real life, he was just like, if those players had known that carrying him off the field would spark a movie about him, they, would have they wouldn't have done it. it. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, Mike's, uh, Mike's been drinking with Rob all day, so... No, I have not. Matt Damon. Let's get into it. So how about those flames, huh? Everybody was saying how good they are. They got Markstrom. They got Tanev. They're so good, Giordano, Johnny Hockey. Look at them now. Thoughts? Yeah, that's it's it's crazy that how they've gone gone from being one of the hottest teams in the league to just being on a bad little run here. Um, I think they overworked Markstrom early on, and now he's hurt. Riddich is their their backup still, right? He is actually. He got pulled today. Um, they, Ottawa. I don't know which player it was, but he scored from from inside or from outside the blue line. So almost from center, he took a shot, scored. Riddick got pulled. And then they showed the uh, footage of him. I think I sent it to you on Instagram, Ty, where he's walking down the hall, back to the locker room after he got pulled, and he absolutely smashes his head into the wall. Like smashes his head into the wall. <laughs> I, I didn't see that yet. I gotta. I'll take a look. If he didn't cut himself, I don't care what kind of mask or helmet you're wearing. If he didn't cut himself at that point, I don't know, man. He absolutely destroyed himself. Yeah, I saw that too. But for whatever reason, the Flames they seem to play us so damn hard, man. And it could be the Markstrom connection, but this year has just been like we figured we'd split series and stuff like that. To, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think everybody plays this hard. Look at the Oilers. <laughs> Oilers are a good team, man. Yeah, but I think there was the some – early on especially, there was some added motivation, I bet you, from, from Markstrom wanting to totally. show us up, uh, not deciding to pay him the, the big money he wanted. And then even, even like Tanev, just added motivation. And they always play us tough regardless. But yeah. how about how about Ottawa too though on the on the flip side, three wins in a row. They're it's surprisingly not good, not good for the Canucks. A few points that. back of us. For the Ottawa, them. Of the Ottawa, Ottawa was down five nothing 
Or was it five nothing or five one? Five one. I remember it because I bet on the Leafs. <laughs> well, there, there's the issue. <laughs> yeah. They were down five one to the Leafs, the mighty Leafs, okay? And they came back, worst team in the league. They came back and won it in overtime. That to me was was great. I, you know, being from Vancouver. Hey, that's explainable. It's explainable. Why is that? Tyler Shields bet on the Leafs. There's the curse right there. That's Toronto's been known to have these these crazy collapses. It's not surprising. It happens. Nothing nothing makes me happier than to see Toronto have a crazy collapse like that. But still, yeah, Ottawa. I, I could see if it happened against Montreal or or even against Winnipeg, but. Ottawa, really? Well, well, they 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 put some wins together here. They have a they have a lot of young, good young players, like a lot of young prospects. Their defensive core, Thomas Shabbat and Eric Brandstrom, those those guys are going to be really good. Uh, Brady Tuchuk up front, and they've added a lot of a lot of veterans. I think they took everyone's high salaried players at the deadline in the last few years. Yeah, well, taking on their to- salary. They have to, yeah, because they have to hit the bottom of the cap, right? Yep. So, yeah, it's 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 not going to be good if they uh, they pass us in the standings here, which could happen no, in the next no, the no, next no, 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 next no. few games. It'll be good if, if we keep good. this up. I, I want this. This season has been a nightmare. I want to see them. I you know what? Benning could not tie up to Foley. Okay, I thought he was gonna get at least the fully let Markstrom go, let uh, let Bur- or um, Stanev go. Um, I'm okay with that, but to fully that he should have kept, and now he's kicking tires all over the league. Apparently, not yeah. there's not a team he did not call to find uh, uh, another forward. Yeah, it, apparently he's he's looking for a top nine forward under 25 years old, from what. Pierre Lebrun reported earlier today, but yeah, we we let Toffoli was in our top six, like pure goal scorer. It's what we need. Yeah. When you watch games like this where we can't score a goal, we need JT Miller to pick it up and uh, score a goal. He definitely hasn't been playing that well either. As it's been uh, talked about a lot this week in the Vancouver media. Yeah, he's been called out in all uh, all networks, all uh, media coverage. It's uh, it's been an ongoing story. This JT Miller thing. So he just needs to get a goal and to shut them up. That's what he needs to do. Maybe a well, couple, couple. Well, of you goals. know, you know what needs to happen here first, and and odds are out. The odds are out. They need to make a coaching change. It's time. I like Travis Green. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great coach. I thought he did wonders last year. But what a year, what a difference one year can make. Like this year, is, it's been absolutely – He made, I, to me, it looks like he lost the room. I don't know. Yeah, do you Who think bringing you? in a, a veteran coach would be, uh, would be better for this team in the current bring in, state? Bring in Hitchcock for a year, too. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like a veteran yeah. coach that's been around a little little tougher maybe or different system. I don't know. But def- something definitely needs to change. Yeah, this this isn't working. I mean, look what Montreal did. 
Montreal took uh, uh, cut the head off, and actually, our friend uh, Alex Burroughs got in. Good for him. Yeah, I was happy to yeah, happy to awesome. read that. For sure. I know he was coaching in in Ottawa. I believe in the AHL, but what a that's an awesome career move for him. What a jump. Yeah, Burrow is one of the uh, the hardest playing, uh, hardest working players that the Canucks ever had, and his whole story is amazing. From like not making it and just keep on pushing, keep on pushing, and and finally doing it, and then actually having an impact. And he's you know he scored some big goals and came through huge for the Canucks in a few moments. And to see him uh, top his level, uh, up his career now to uh, coaching and getting into the NHL and being the assistant coach for Montreal, being a French native is uh, is awesome to hear. But to go back a little bit about what you guys are talking about, you know, firing uh, Travis Green, um, and you can sort of compare. I think a lot of the things is we're comparing their success to last year. You know, when they went into the couple, couple of rounds in the playoffs, and I would say like that was kind of like an overachievement. Totally agree. You know, we were sort of in a in a rebuilding stage phase, and this is this is expected. I think. Of, of the team being so young and um i mean i wouldn't fire him that's just my personal opinion i think you know him to get the, the team to where they were last year was great and and everyone sort of knew that it was not normal that that was going to happen but we saw sort of what they can do and uh i would i would i would give him another shot that's just my my opinion i don't i don't think it was an overachievement i think that they had pieces that they don't have this year and and they're big big pieces. Um, Markstrom, Toffoli, Tanev. Tanev's a huge piece, like unsung hero, right? But he's yep. a huge defensive piece. And and what did they replace Tanev with? Levy? Yeah, and Yo Levy's a young kid coming into the league. Yo Levy, they, they did bring pick. in they, they did bring in Nate Schmidt, but he's totally different defenseman. Um, like with Yo Levy, you got to get more offensive-minded. Yo Levy, Yo Levy was drafted the same year as Kachuk was in Calgary. Yeah, we took yeah, him could, right before. Kachuk played Kachuk. right away. Yo Levy didn't. Yeah. And Yo Levy, I mean, I got, I got high hopes. Yeah. I was super stoked to see him play this year, and still am. And I want to see him evolve into a, a great defenseman. I know it's not going to be for, you know, right off the bat. And these these rebuilds, they take years, man. They don't take – they're not overnight successes. Like, look at Chicago. When Chicago – Chicago was the worst team in the NHL that I've ever seen play for a long time. Do you remember back when they had, like, Havlat and those guys? Yeah. They sucked. And they were rebuilding. They got, you know, they, they got the Taves. They got the Canes. They, 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 they tanked the proper way, then, though. Yeah, and then, boom, like it was like – same, exactly. same thing with Pittsburgh. Yeah. You have to go through that lull, I think, like you know, to get yeah. it to get it back but right. I think ownership is holding us back and handcuffing a lot of what our general managers are able to do because they want to try and remain relevant and semi-competitive, hoping to make the playoffs and make a little bit more money. I think ownership has a lot to do with. Yeah, they definitely want to win. They want to win now, and they're not really. They don't really care to re. I mean. Think back to some of those that years was, where we would go on a four or five game winning streak at the end of the year to decrease our odds in the draft lottery, like a meaningless five game winning streak at the end of the year, like just tank. 
we can't even tank properly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But that, and again, I think that has something to do with Linden, just Linden's departure from the team. Like he wanted a proper rebuild, I think. Yeah, and the, totally. The, and the ownership was like, no, he wasn't we gotta, on the same page. Like I was saying, we got, yeah, we got to, we got to win now. Uh, could be, but because I hear like every playoff game that they host, granted that's when fans are allowed in the building. It's an extra yep. million dollars in in ownership's pocket. Is what I yep. what I've heard. And I could be wrong on that, but no, it's just, huge. Just that for alone, sure. yeah, it's a lot of money, right? But I think you know Vancouver's never had a cup. You get that cup. Like look at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks never had a, a Super Bowl. You get that Super Bowl, man. They're almost like a stamp guarantee. Just sell get us all the time. One. You know what Just I mean? get us one cup. Yeah, exactly. So what do you got to do? You either buck up, and there's the problem with that is there's caps, right? So you got to do it the right way. You got to have to invest time and oh, oh, they'll build these up. guys. They'll buck up. Don't worry. You'll see. Uh, they'll buck up, but there's caps. You can't buck up too much. I mean, you know what I mean? No, you no, can't. no. You're, you're not. You're not catching my point. They'll buck up with Hughes, and they'll buck up with Patterson. That that's their big. Those are their two big ticket items. Everything those after two, that, yeah. two big players, huge players. Yeah, they're the cornerstones of our franchise going forward. Absolutely, they uh, are. And I, and, and I gotta say, Holdlander, I like him. I really like Holdlander. Yeah, we got uh, Pod Coles in. And in Russia, I think he's going to be a good player, good two-way player in yeah. a few years. He's not NHL ready yet, but I've heard a lot. You need of to get some uh, results from Hoglander, though. He has, yeah, he's been playing well. Hard worker kind of reminds me of Burroughs out there, but he's got to get uh, he's got to get some of those uh, stats. Oh, he made some hits tonight. No, That's not the stats I'm talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if. If the Canucks make a big move soon, if this if this losing keeps moving, I think I think JT Miller is a player that could definitely be traded. Yeah. When you look at our roster, there's not a lot of like. Granted, Miller hasn't been playing that well, but he has got this year and next year left on his deal. He is a piece we could move. Um, get a couple, get a couple draft picks. I think. What do you guys think uh, Miller yeah, would draft, draft picks? Draft picks are five years away. Depends. Hey man, you're starting to we, sound like Aquilini. No, we could win the lottery. <laughs> we could win the draft lottery if we keep this up this year. Yeah, yeah, there's knew. some good players out there this year, I hear, too. I heard that this year's shit. I heard it's not as good. There's not like that guy, you know? Really? There's not that 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 top. Two or three. Every every draft year is good, but this is not one of the top ones. I, no McDavid. One top ones. No, no Crosby out there. No Matthews. No. no Lafreniere, even though he hasn't had a good rookie year. So you made a comment that the Oilers are a good team this year. Well, isn't it about time? Like, how many first round draft picks? How many first overall picks do you need to have to make a good team? Like that franchise has been absolutely that was an ownership thing so they had a lot of uh daryl keats and a lot of messier and a lot of influences off the side all this old um the, the old guys that from there they were they were influencing decisions being made by that team and now i don't think that that's happening so much and they've got a little bit of a better um front office and and let yeah. them go and they also have have cap issues 
which is why they yeah. weren't able to sign Markstrom. He was he was definitely on their radar and ended up obviously in Calgary. Um, they've they've had problems defensively and goaltending for years. Yeah, and the problem with their first round picks is they've all been stud forwards. You know, they've all been some. They've all been. How about almost, your buddy Nail? Yeah, but he was supposed to be like all the ones no, that they, no, they no, picked. No. They were like supposed to be stud franchise players forwards, right? I'll never forget and, that. Oh, Nail. Yeah, Nail Yakupov. So Nail Yakupov. I picked him in our in our hockey draft with my friends, and he stunk, man. For the I had him like two three years of, of his first of his career, and I figured this guy was gonna be awesome. You know, I saw him playing as a junior at speed and all this stuff. He got to the NHL, he did nothing, and we're at a game one time when and he was he was there playing the Oilers, and uh, he came out. And I w- I went out to the bus and I just chirped him. I'm like, you suck, man. Like, pick up your game. What is this? You're in my fantasy team. Number one pick overall. Come on. But, who are uh, you? Who are you yelling at at uh, the Penguins game we went to? Speaking of you and buses at the Canuck game. Oh, you were yelling for Sid. You just probably. wanted to see him. Yeah. And was... you remember when Mark Andre Fleury stopped, turned around, yeah. like all scared, he... looking up at you? Did he think he was Crosby? <laughs> <laughs> Sid. Every player. It was like it was a dark night. Like I think it was raining. It was hard to see. Yeah. Anyways, every player that walked out. Towards the bus, Mike would yell. I remember being. Say I remember being in high school, and uh, my buddy uh, Mark. I don't know if we can drop names here. Whatever, Mark Fulton. We were uh, at the at a game, and uh, he's a huge Joe Sackick fan. And so, right where we were, where the buses were, he jumped the fence and was down in that where those trees are, Ty. Oh yeah, and you he tried was, to get there. So they brought yeah. a security guard over just yeah. for you. Every game we did too. He did. He was trying to get uh, Joe Sackick's uh, autograph. He didn't get his autograph. autograph, but he got his attention. The guy wa- and Joe waved at him and everything. And it was a cool experience. <laughs> that, yeah, that's cool. Do you remember that security guard? We'd go out there, and they he started to know us. I think by by name, like Mike's back. Yeah, yeah. He just stood. Who there do you have him. a problem with tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times, yeah. man! I wish want I wish miss going to games. Yeah, totally. But the Oilers, back to the Oilers, they they had too many big studs up front. Like, you know, you go back to – they had they had uh, all these first-round picks, first overall picks, and, and then what they can do? They can't have five of them. They, they're not, they can't be all on the same line, or you got to mix them up. So – and then they had no defense and no goaltending, and they got to pay these guys. They were lucky that – well, Yakupov sucked. I don't he's not even – playing the league anymore they traded him away and he's gone he's done yep. but i mean they had taylor hall they had they had uh you know mcdavid they had uh nuge new the nugent yeah nugent hopkins great player still there yeah. so what they're doing now i think is the right call they got rid of taylor hall right and they got mcdavid and they got nuge sort of like Going back to the Gretzky Messier days, right? So they have one top line, the second yeah, line, yeah. good powers, blah blah blah. And then you need players that complement those players, not the stars. You don't want to have a stud in there, you know. You don't want to have a, a McDavid and a Crosby on the first line. You want to have a McDavid yeah. and a dry That's what's gonna happen. That's why they're 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 now they're they're scoring goals and they're one and two and scoring in the league. Just like it was look at uh, Pittsburgh, it wasn't Crosby and and 
and and Malkin on the same line. It was Crosby and uh, and who was it? Chris Kunitz. Kunitz, right? Yeah, Kunitz, Kunitz. Uh, Pascal Dupuis for a bit. Yeah, exactly. And you, you had, had Malkin on the back. Then you, then you have your power play when you, you put had them Malkin together. And exactly. That's how you build a team, and then you still save some money and room to build a defense, right? Pittsburgh is another example of the whole whole rebuild. Uh, Yeah, but how do you say no? Like when you're when you're so bad and you've got the first pick, the first pick, the first pick, the second pick, the third pick. How do you say no to these stats? Right? That's that that was their problem. It's like okay, well, uh, oh, this year it's Nugent Hopkins. Uh, yeah, we'll take. Yeah, it's tough. Okay, this year it's yeah. Then it's Yakupov. Okay, we'll take him Uh, or Taylor Hall. Yeah, but it. But at that point, like Mike's saying, they had all these studs. Like, make a trade. Get a exactly. get a young defenseman that you get a stud yep. defenseman you need. Package something up. Um, yeah. Get a goalie or a couple solid like second liners, like goal scorers. You know, like yeah, whatever. Speaking I mean, of yeah. speaking of goalies for Edmonton, can you believe Mike Smith? How old is he? Oh, he's, I don't know. He's, but he's old. Since he came back, he was injured to start the year. He's six and zero, oh, and he just shut out the Canucks. Yeah, I'm a Mike Smith fan because, uh, Ty, we were at a game in uh, – we went down for a trip to Arizona. Yeah. And we were on a golf trip. We went to a Seahawks game, went to a hockey game where the Coyote, the Coyotes were playing the – Red Wings. I think it was the Red Wings. It yeah, was the Red Wings. Mike, Mike Smith scored a goal. So I'd never seen anything like that before, and that was amazing. We and were I at sent, that game. I sent – Mike, the other day, there's only been seven goalies that have scored a goal. Yeah, and we were at the NHL, and, one and we were we were at that that game and for one. Probably of most have been before our time. Yeah, for the first one was Ron Hextall. I don't know if that was before our time. I think Hextall got two, didn't he? That was. I'm saying he was the first guy to do it, and I don't think it was before our time. I think we were okay, alive. not before our time, but before, well, they were they were kids. We were yeah. So Sportsnet just put up the the standings. Do you guys want to hear this? No, I, I, I was just looking at it. The overall standings? Our division standings. So the Canucks currently have played 24 games and have 18 points. We're in six out of seven teams. The Ottawa Senators have 15 points, but have only played 22 games, two less than us. So if they win their next two games, their games in hand, they're ahead of us in the standings, and we're dead last in the North Division. Yes, and Calgary's got 20 points, uh, two ahead of uh, Vancouver, and Montreal has 22 points, two ahead of Calgary. And they all have way more uh, games in hand than us. That is true. It's It's not looking good. So... Do you think anything drastic happens tomorrow, Canuck wise? No. I, no. I don't know. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something crazy. I happens. wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. You know? Oh, it could. Or, we have a three-day layoff. We don't play until. Actually, we don't play till Monday. You think Aquilini's fuming right now? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's to be expected, though. I mean, you know, I don't know. That's the thing, right? He could be. I haven't been on Canucks Twitter takes, yet, but it's 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 on it's on fire tonight, guaranteed. I think he takes uh, Montreal's lead. I'm I'm feeling the same way, Chris. 
even though I think the damage is now it's done. Um, I don't, I don't see us making the playoffs. We would have to go on a crazy run. You got a lot of work to do, and especially now it's March. Is the season? When's the season over? Same May. time. So no, same earlier. Should... Earlier. Well, actually, no. It started later, mid-May. so it's 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 fifty something games. It's it can end season. So it's actually later. Normally, it ends in April. Playoffs so you know in what? April, but this is the thing, Ty. We say now we play for the. Play for the pick, right? And then uh, we're going to start picking it up at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, the Canuck way, it seems like. We can't even rebuild and tank properly. Drives me crazy. And the years we did that, um, there were good drafts. Hey, did you see this? Uh, uh, at TD, we'll be giving away hashtag reverse retro jersey to a lucky fan in their hashtag Canucks buddy for every Canuck goal scored tonight. Oh boy! Reply to this tweet. <laughs> I, I want to see the replies after this game to that oh, one. Man. Well, that's all we've got for you tonight. If you like what you hear, give us a five star rating. If you like to support local podcasts, we're we're the guys. If you'd like to reach us out to us directly, you can contact Mike at the Mick. T-H-E-M-I-G-G at tizdot T-I-Z-Z-D-O-T for Tyler and at Kgovic K-G-O-V-I-C for Chris. We'd love to hear from you soon. Maybe give us some topics we can talk about or look into. Have a great night. Yeah, cool guys. Have a good night and please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Thank you. See you next time.